Uh, oh, <laughs> smooth. Fast as smooth as fast, fast, fast as smooth. Um. Okay, 16 seconds in and now we're flawlessly recording this episode of Mindful Moments of Mars. Welcome to Mindful Moments of Mars. Mindful Moments of Mars is an audio experience that uses the writings of Edgar Rice Burroughs to explore mindfulness. We're currently reading The Chessmen of Mars. The Chessmen of Mars is a story of adventure, of horror, and of uh, occasional... What is the best way using... (laughs) There are characters, one character specifically, who gets excited by the physicality of other characters in this story. I'm trying to talk about this in terms without using... um, terminology that is associated with adult entertainment because this is I don't consider this audio experience to be uh, specifically for adults anyone of any age can listen to this so so should they so choose even quite recently there was a long discussion about making moo sounds for the amusement the amusement see that's wordplay of um Babies. Babies can listen to this. Babies babies probably love this show. I'd say there's a large contingent of baby listeners who must have a term. There must be a name for them. What are the baby listeners of Mindful Moments of Mars called? Let's do a quick review of what the different cohorts of listeners are called. So, Mindful Moments. Mimos? I think Mimos is everyone who is a fan of the show. You've got the um, the Vol No rows, people who listen with the volume not at zero, and then the Vol rows, who people who experience the audio experience by turning the volume down to zero, so don't, aren't aware of the content. And then you have the baby listeners. Okay, so they're babies. They're they're not Vol rows. I think being a Vol row. You can't you can't be a Volro without consciously choosing to be a Volro. <laughs> I think a baby has to listen. Um, if uh, if if a baby's listening to the show, it's at ze- volume non-zero. So the babies are um, Volnoros. If if a baby is present in the room with an adult who's a Volro, so they're they're playing the audio experience, but the volume is zero. I don't think the the baby is a Valro because they're not consciously choosing to experience mindful moments of our Mars at volume zero. They're just they're just present while it's happening. Um so they're not Mimos or or Valros. They're just in a room. They're room occupiers, so let's call those Rocos. People who occupy rooms are called Rokos, and these babies are Rokos. You can be a Roko, and it can be completely unrelated to being a any interaction with mindful moments of ours. You're just it's just all about being in a room. Um, let's not talk about the possibility of an adult and a baby being outdoors 
while the adult is having a, a Valro experience and the baby isn't because I don't know the terminology for the baby in that case. They're not Rocos because they're not in a room. And then there's babies who do listen <coughs> to the audio experience at volume non-zero. So they're Volnoros and they're babies. So what is the terminology for a Volnoro who is a baby? Volnoro. Uh, I don't know, but I would think that they wear a Volnoro baby grow. So <laughs> a baby who is a Volnoro who is wearing a baby grow is wearing a Volnoro baby grow. So the baby grow has a, a trait con- conferred upon it by the audio experience. It becomes a Volnoro baby grow. And even if they wear that same baby grow in the future, well, even when the audio experience isn't playing, it's still a Volnoro baby grow, which is an interesting quirk of the whole thing. Um, why did I bring this up? <coughs> oh yeah, because um, Tower of Helium keeps getting distracted by the perfect bodies all around her um, of both Barsoomian red Martians, like the person she knows as Turan. Is that his name? Is that the name that Gahan gave her? And also the the Rikors, which are headless bodies. Um, let's read some of the story, shall we? Um, I hope all the babies listening enjoy it, and all the adults as well, and all the people who are in between being a baby and being an adult. Um, there's lots of, lots of ages that people can be, and they're all good ages. Just enjoy them while you're having them, because when you get older, you're like, oh, maybe I should have enjoyed being that age more than I did at the time. Um, or maybe you're in a hurry to be a particular age, or maybe you're aging backwards, like uh, a character who um, is in that book. What's that book called? Uh, something to do with Keats. Hyperion. Hyperion. That's the saddest, flipping saddest thing I've ever read. Right? The character aging backwards. Very sad. I'll tell you about it some other time. Quickly, she and Gek mounted to the deck after the latter had cast off the moorings. Tara tested the control, raising and lowering the ship a few feet within the walled space. It responded perfectly. Then she lowered it to the ground again and waited. From the open doorway came the sounds of conflict. Why you? Why I oughta? Now nearing them, now receding. Why I oughta? The girl, having witnessed her champion's skill, had little fear of the outcome. Only a single antagonist could face him at a time upon the narrow stairway. He had the advantage of position and of the defensive, and he was a master of the sword, while they were clumsy bunglers, <laughs> by comparison. Their sole advantage was in their numbers, unless they might find a way to come upon him from behind. She paled at the thought. Could she have seen him, she might have been further perturbed, for he took no advantage of many opportunities to win nearer the enclosure. He fought coolly, but with a savage persistence that bore little semblance to purely defensive action. Often, he clambered over the body of a fallen foe to leap against the next behind, and once there lay five dead Caldanes behind him, so far he had pushed back his antagonists. They did not know it, 
these Caldenes that he fought, nor did the girl waiting upon the flyer. But but Gahan of Gathol was engaged in a more alluring sport than winning to freedom, for he was avenging the indignities that had been put upon the woman he loved. But presently he realized that he might be jeopardizing her safety uselessly, and so he struck down another before him, and turned leaping quickly up the stairway, while the leading Caldenes slipped upon the brain-covered floor and stumbled in pursuit. <sighs> that is classic Edgar Rice Burroughs. He loves a little bit of gore. Just chuck it in there, a little bit of brain on the floor. Not even a little bit. Brain-covered floor. That's gross. Um, but the, the, the Caldenes, what they admire above all else is the brain. Their society is all based around the idea of evolving towards being a brain with no body, a perfect brain. And Gahan, as if to mock this dream of theirs, is chopping them all up and spreading their brains on the floor. Like an even coating, like like he's he's laid out a piece of flattened kind of sushi seaweedy stuff and then he's put on a layer of brain instead of sushi rice and now he's putting on little bits of avocado he's going to roll it all up that's what Gahan is doing I haven't had sushi in a while maybe I should eat some that's my thought that I'm going to consider while I take a breath